Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Okay, welcome to the show today. Um, I am excited to introduce you to Harry Duran, who's uh, making a big impact in the world in many different ways. And he's going to share some amazing things with you that we were talking a little bit earlier. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Daniel. Happy to be here. All right. So um, so tell me a little bit about it, Harry, where you grew up. So I was born in El Salvador, and my parents brought me here when I was uh, less than a year old. And I grew up in Yonkers, New York, which is just outside Manhattan. So if people are familiar with the island, it's Manhattan, the Bronx, and then Yonkers is the first city outside mm -hmm. of there. And lived there uh, most of my life. Um, I've also had stints in Atlanta, uh, Los Angeles, and, and now um, home is uh, Minneapolis. Okay. So, so in your childhood, then, you know, did you grow up, you know, being entrepreneurial, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial parents or? Yeah, I think, um, I always tell it, it when I tell this story, I think about, uh, this, this concept of like following other people's voices. Like mm -hmm. if I, if I think very, very early on, it's my father, right? He's like, you got to go to college, you got to graduate, you got to get the nine to five job. And then I, I basically got a job in, um, a bank and I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm wearing a suit. So I must have made it right anytime you can dress up and wear a suit to work you're like it's official and so i actually didn't finish college i just went straight and said get my nine to five was working that for uh, a while and then i remember hitting like six figures in salary and my boss at the time he's like you know you realize that when you do that you're like in the top 10 percent of all income earners so I think for a majority of my life, I was just in, in that nine to five world. Occasionally, I would venture out to try stuff. Um, you know, obviously, I was listening to my, my boss a lot. I ended up working for him in, in a couple of different stints, and that helped. And that actually panned out later because I would try things like in the 99.com craze. Mm -hmm. I actually left. I cashed out my 401k to zero <laughs> and I went to go work for a, a dot com company, like a Latino based portal. And uh, it was an unpaid position for like a, you know, it sounded like a fancy title, VP of operations, but it was like the, I, I wasn't getting paid. I was literally doing it for the equity in my shot at like dot com millions, right. which uh, actually never happened. So. <laughs> I actually went back, went back to my corporate godfather. He got me rehired. I ended up working for him like four or five times. Right. And then, uh, and then in 2000, I, I left again to go work in all things, uh, construction, very like not it technology right. related. I went to go work in Atlanta and for my half brother, he owned a construction company. Mm -hmm. And so for two years I did that, like boots helmet like scaffolds <laughs> the whole thing uh, i learned how to uh, read blueprints i learned how to do that really well and and give estimates <laughs> on masonry projects but after that um you know what they say about working with family like after at, at, after two years i ended up like on a plane back to new york with like my tail between my legs because i was forced to live with my parents again at 34. right and so just this idea of like trying different things out and i think the consistent thread there was like listening to other people's ideas. And then I finally realized I should probably be listening to my own. Right. So it's interesting that, you know, you shared a couple things there, right? So you went all in on the dot-com thing, right? With no pay, right? 
then you went on the, you know, the journey of, you know, trying something totally different in the construction space, right? Let, let's go sweat a little, right? And, and uh, do some manual labor. You know, when, when did you make the transition into actually entrepreneurialism for yourself? Right? Yeah, so it's interesting. So then I was back in New York and then corporate, dialed up the corporate godfather again, right. yeah. <laughs> got, got me another job, I ended up working for E-Trade. Um, and then I started doing some consulting. I the, the through line through all of this was this passion that I've always had for electronic music. So I grew up DJing, like vinyl oh. turntables. Right. I still have them in storage somewhere. <laughs> and in 2012-ish, I worked on a mobile app called Know Your DJ. And mm. it's it was because I would go to music festivals and I'd want to learn more about the DJs. So it was sort of like a Pandora. Right. Um, and I built that with a friend. And so I went to a conference in 2014 called New Media Expo. And it was it was for bloggers, YouTubers, and podcasters. So that sort of dates it. But I wanted to learn how to podcast because mm. I, I, I thought I was going to interview DJs to help support the mobile app. Right. But I quickly changed gears because as you might imagine, tracking down world-class DJs for interviews is probably a bit challenging. <laughs> now, you know, after the last year, it probably would have been really easy to do that because um, they're all home. Right. So I, st I started that, pivoted, and I had this idea. Um, I don't know if you remember this show called Inside the Actor Studio. Like mm -hmm. he, James Lipton would, would interview um, actors and get like the behind the scenes of like true, like the true stories of who they are. And so I had that idea for podcasting and podcast junkies was born. It's a bit meta to podcast or interview other podcasters. So I started that. I've been doing that since 2014, 255 episodes so far, hour long interviews. And along the way I hired a business coach because there was a lot I didn't know about digital marketing and, and sort of like, they don't teach you this in college. They don't teach you this in the corporate world. Right. Uh, you know, this concept of doing things and, uh, and figuring it all, all out on your own. And I, I listened, watching a lot of videos, inspirational videos. I, I saw Jim Rohn. I don't know if you're familiar, mm -hmm. your listeners might be familiar with him. He was, he actually inspired Tony Robbins as well. He said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, I got to change my circle, my social circle, my entrepreneurial circle. And so when I joined this, this business mastermind that I'm still a part of, I started meeting people who were making like six figures, seven figures, like with like very small teams remotely. And it sort of blew my mind because I, I didn't know that that was possible. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that that could happen. And, you know, worked with him for about a year and I came up with the idea for Fullcast, which is our, our full service done for you podcast agency. And the premise there was that we would create a service that would be a benefit for business owners. Um, let them focus on their genius. And I think this is where it's helpful because there's a lot of things that entrepreneurs are kind of good at. And then there's their genius, right? The things that they, they get paid to do that they do better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. So for most people, for most entrepreneurs, it's not editing audio. It's not graphics. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's not all the ins and outs and the minutia of podcasting. So that's where the service was born. And that's what we focus on now because we're trying to take the sort of the, the cognitive load off them and say, look, all you need to do is create compelling content. So I've been doing that since 2015. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's similar to like, you know, just the, um, the mindset of, you know, even on the agency side of things with generating leads or, you know, building out, you know, something that's uh, getting phone calls for a, a local business, you know, that a lot of times they'll try and do that stuff on their own. Right. And now they got to figure out not only Google, but LinkedIn, but, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all these other different platforms. And they're taking away from the core competency of what they actually do for a living, you know? So it's like, not only do they have to be better there, but you know, they have to be, you know, now learning all this marketing stuff, which I always tell people, I was like, how much money did you spend on courses? Right. 
you could have just hired somebody to do it for you and probably yeah. been much cheaper. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes in the beginning, you know, it, it becomes, it's, it's a, you have to do the math and figure out if it makes sense. If you have the money to hire someone, right. there's a really good book um, that just came out by it's, it's written. It says it's by Dan Sullivan, which many of your listeners might recognize him. He's like an OG in the marketing space, but it's called who not uh, how. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you think about your first impulse is how am I going to get this done? And as you start to grow and you start to build your team, your question should be who can do this for me? Right. And it changes the mindset. Um, and what's interesting about that book is it actually wasn't written by Dan. It was written by another person who loved his concepts so much that he partnered with Dan. So, you know, Dan's got, the, you know, part of the writing credit, but he basically just took all Dan's ideas. Um, Benjamin Hardy is the author. Right. <laughs> so, so it's, it, it's got the branding of Dan Sullivan, but Dan didn't even write a word of it. Right. Which is funny. Yeah. yeah which is awesome. The show, the power of, you know, who, not how he doesn't, you know, he was the who for, you know, how to get his message out yeah, without exactly. having to write another book. Right. So good stuff. So, so, um, Someone that's listening to this and hearing your journey with, you know, obviously you've tried a bunch of things, you've been successful at certain things, right? Um, but, you know, one of the things that I'm sure you're aware of in our industry, especially the internet marketing industry and the podcasting space, you know, a lot of people talk about the success they had, right? But they don't always talk about the actual challenges that they've had getting there, right? Um, so what are some of the, you know, big, you know, I say big challenges or major setbacks that you had? Um, and how did you approach them to kind of shift and get things back on track or get them back to where you want them to be? I, I think in the beginning, I, I dwelled too much on failures. I mean, I, I've tried everything from like uh, early, early days. I, I think I was trying like these Facebook, like multi-level marketing schemes. <laughs> I tried to like throw a productivity conference. For some reason, I called it ProdConf, P-R-D-C-N-F, because I thought like, it was cool when you take out the vowels of these names, it makes it cooler. But like I spent like thousands of dollars on Facebook ads and, and like didn't sell one ticket. So I think um, as I tried more and more things, I, I became comfortable with failure and comfortable with the idea that if if this idea didn't pan out, mm -hmm. it's this idea of getting up quick, brushing yourself off and saying, OK, really quickly chalk it up to a lesson learned and then move on to the next thing. I mean, I I. In the beginning with my agency, I was, was paying people monthly and I didn't have the business to support it. So mm -hmm. I, w I really just wasn't thinking ahead and, you know, put a lot of money early on into that. Uh, finances and accounting is not my forte <laughs> at all. And I think as a business owner, this is extremely important because I ended up owing a bunch of money to the IRS mm -hmm. that I'm still paying off. And so I think understanding like the basics of entrepreneurship, and I'm not talking about like get a business card and get your logo done because right. that does nothing like I mean I'm, I'm old school enough to where like if you're going to start a business you'd be like oh I got to incorporate <laughs> I've got I've got to get my business cards and and that's just like an old school way of thinking because in my mind if you want to have a business and it's selling hot dogs then buy the hot dog buy the bun go to the corner and the minute you make that first dollar then you have a business like right. focus on like how you make that first dollar and I, and I think I in the beginning I, I probably focused a bit too much on sort of the, the logistics mm -hmm. and and the, the artifice of like what a business would look like as opposed to like how quickly can I make that first dollar and I think that's really important right okay and you kind of touched on this a little bit already with that right because uh you know usually from the challenges is where we get the insight on how we can do things better or what we could do differently what would you say 
uh, would be the number one thing, you know, so if somebody's in the, in a similar journey that you've been on where they, you know, either try to get out of a job, um, or they started a business and they're, you know, kind of not clear on what the next step is. Like, what's the, what would you attribute the number one thing to be? I, I think if you, if you feel like you want to create a business, I, I think it's really, really important to decide or to create an offering that solves a pain point for someone. Um, when I, when I was, and, and, and you have to be willing to invest in yourself. Like I invested, this coach was $1,500 a month. And thankfully I was leaving my, um, my nine to five job. I was making a six figure salary and I was, it was an investment. Cause I was just like, well, I can't believe I'm going to pay this guy this much money every month and not receive something physical in my hand. But I was learning, you know, just, you know, the, the, what he had done, what he had gone through. Uh, to, to get me there faster. So I think make the investment in, in someone, like I still have a coach to this day, like someone who can get you there faster to help you avoid the mistakes because you'll spend a lot of time and a lot of money and I'm sure you can relate to this, Daniel, like in, in things that don't work. And so if you can align yourself with someone who, who, who can show you how to get there faster, that's going to be good. And then the other thing is if you're going to create something, try to find that first customer as, as soon as you can and over-deliver. So when I was in this coaching program, someone in the program saw me up on the, in the front of the room on the, on the whiteboard because I was envisioning what this would look like. On the break, he said, hey, Harry, when that done for you, podcasting services available, like, let me know because I would like to use it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, we, we had like a two-day intensive. It was over on that Saturday. He called me and he's like, you know, can, can we get started? And I just kind of like figured out what the pricing would be. And he PayPal'd me like that first thousand dollars. And I was like, I guess I'm in business, <laughs> but that, that whole, my mentality was because I had been doing my podcast for a year. I knew all the ins and outs of it. Like I did everything myself. I edited it. I marketed it. I did the graphics. I booked the guests. I, you know, I, I uh, wrote the show notes. I created the website. And so I knew all the intricacies. And so when it came time for this first client, I, I basically did all that for him. I did it all myself and I over-delivered and he said, can you do this? I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. I wanted it to be a done for you service so that he would feel like um, that that help of like having everything taken off his plate with the exception of just getting it stuff recorded. And so just kept refining the offer. But I think just coming back to your question, um, find a pain point or, or solve a, a problem for one person and don't try to think of, of of creating like a market or creating like a bunch of clients, like find one person that you can do something really well for and just over deliver. Right. Love it. Right. So it's a very crystal clear, you know, action step. Right. So it's, it's always uh, awesome, you know, sharing uh, you know, a message like this where you've had this experience and you've seen the pain point based on your own experience. I was sitting there thinking like the stuff you were talking about, everything it takes to put together a podcast is a lot of work. Right you know, the editing alone, like that's not my wheelhouse. You were talking about finances and numbers not being that your, your thing. Like editing is not happening with me, right? <laughs> it's like somebody else has to do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it, the, the important thing there is to recognize early because I, I recognize it too late and, it, and it's definitely like been a pain point for me just to get caught up and, you know, just get, get, get those taxes paid. But I think being honest with yourself at what your strengths are. I think there's a strengths finder test that I, I hear a lot of good things about. I, I haven't done it myself, mm -hmm. but if you, I think the, the, the win would be to figure out what you're not strong in and get, get that help early on. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's a great, great, uh, great nugget there. Good stuff. So um, what's your uh, world 
vision for you, like next steps of like, what, what are some big things you're looking to accomplish in the world and maybe a life legacy? What's interesting is when I came back from Atlanta, I, I did have a ticket to Thailand of all places because I had bought it early on. I had met a friend a, a couple of years ago, so I had no job. And in that New Year's 2004, I flew to Thailand. It was like a 26-hour flight. Mm. Uh, my friend picks me up. We travel. He picks me up. We go on a moped. He takes me about. He takes me on this hike. We go up, hike up this mountain. And then he said... Um, Oh, you got to stand where I'm standing because the view here is absolutely amazing. So I went over to where he was, but I stepped into this stream that was between me and him. And I stepped on like, what is like the slipperiest rock you can imagine? So I go up in the air, I land on my back and I proceed to be carried like over the edge of the falls. And this is all happening within seconds. And then I stick my leg out and I stop myself. And this is like in the middle of Thailand. So (laughs) it would have been like really bad, uh, you know, like no you know, uh, first aid or red cross around anywhere. And, and then I was really, you know, pretty shaken. He, he was pretty shaken. He got me out of there. Um, and then we ended up making a day out of it, making a week out of it, flew back to New York and you don't think about these things in the moment, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then as time went by, I thought it would be really sad, uh, you know, looking back at that moment, if I had died with my voice inside me. So now with podcasting, I have a mission to help like a million people find their voice. And, you know, you know, the experience of, of telling your story and amplifying other people's story. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to touch and impact a million people directly. But by virtue of what I do with my shows, by virtue of what I do with our, our clients work, by virtue of what I do by appearing on, on, on shows like yours, like I'm able to amplify those voices because I, I believe everybody has a story. Right. And and I I really don't want to wait for people to you know figure out too late that they also have one and, and that, that that there's a need um, to share it. Right, I love it. That's a, a beautiful way to segue into how do people find out more about you. Um, I've been active on testing out different social platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very. F- fascinated by this idea of like voice and audio only apps obviously being in podcasting so been testing out clubhouse um there's a obviously a a new app coming out called fireside chat was gonna be similar Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's very interesting because you don't have to be in front of a screen and you can just consume this content so um the other place that i'm active is twitter so it's harry duran fc and twitter I've been using it interestingly, almost like a daily journal. So I post, I tweet daily and just sort of like what's top of mind for me. So it's probably all the ideas I would put into a newsletter if I had time to sit down and write (laughs) one. But instead, the Twitter now has been my stream of consciousness as well. So uh, uh, Harry Duran FC, and then I'm active on LinkedIn as well. So either one of those channels would work. And if anyone is looking for uh, guidance on a podcast. I actually created a special link for your audience. If you go to fullcast.co forward slash Daniel, it's um, it's called the Ultimate Podcast Launch Game Plan. If anyone's interested in in how to launch a podcast, it's all the beginner steps, and so you don't have to go down all these YouTube rabbit holes <laughs> like I did when I got started. Love it. Appreciate you being here, Harry. Thank you for taking the time, sharing your message. Keep keep uh, plugging along and and having the impact. And I could see you impacting more than a million lives. So exciting. I appreciate you uh, letting me tell my story. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. 
That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.